1: Sport City, Sports City, chefs, City, Sports City, Sports City, chefs, City, sport City, chef. Sports City, Sports City, chef. Sports City, Sports City, yes Lord, we got a brand new present, Joe Biden, we riding, I pray you have heaven sent, word from the wise, my people stay ahead of. Come on, I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements, it ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it, case goes from cold to hot state,
2: The kid. Uh.
3: Yes, yes, yes. What's going on, Sports City? It's your boy, Sirius, back in the building for another edition of the NFL Foreign Office Show Preseason Edition. We done finished week one of the preseason, and I got a lot to talk about, but y'all know I don't get anything started before my theme music. Let's go, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I need, I need to stop, man. I need to stop. I'm about to, you know, as the man TP said, you know, take off the blazer loose. Let me, let me stop. Call number is 929-477-2759. Lock load And speaking of TP Thomas, the man, the myth is in the building. What's wrong going on, my God? How are we doing this evening?
4: I done took off the blazer loosened up my tie. Don't do that because you're going to make me step aside The boom, Superman is a lie. I'm not playing. Yo, listen, you do that one more again. I'm telling you, you can't, you can't press that button no more. Like, you, you can't do that. That's a ring of music. That's a ring music. You got to stop that. You can't keep doing that. It's like we are trying to be professional. You're, you're going to have to give me a bundle of bananas and go, Absolutely ridiculous! I can't <laughs> do that. <too> much. <laughs> yeah, man, yo, yo, I
0: swear just, They're talking
3: about that freeway joint that gets me high. That
0: gets me ooh. so hype. Oh my goodness!
3: Yo, real talk. The only thing that gets me that hype is Rock the Mic, Beanie single, if I, if, if, if freeway. If I get that in here,
0: that's
3: a rap. I'm gonna let that whole joint play. That 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 whole five <laughs> minute joint. Play. I, I don't care what y'all gotta say, man. Yo. <laughs> we <laughs> to get the rest of the chefs in the building, man. My co-host decided to, you know, come off of watching football and, you know, wearing this terrible talk because he's a Philly fan. What's up? What's up, my man? How we going, fellas?
2: Villains in the house. What's up, TP? What's up, serious? What's up? What's up? What's up? We, we here. We in the building. Let's go. Let's cook.
3: We in the building. We in the build. I got the chefs lining up, you know, one nice and, nice and tight, man. Mr. Harvey, what's going on? like, How are we doing this evening, sir? first.
5: Hey, what's going on, fellas? You're right, man. That music just gets it kicked off. Even when uh, I hosted, that was out you one day in your stead. I had uh, very uh, b- bumped out or whatever because that just kind of gets you going. Like, you know, man, I hear that. I'm ready to get really fired does. up. Like, let us like, go. It really man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's up, uh, TP Timeless man, Villain, uh, Serious man? Happy to chop it up with you guys. Serious, yes,
0: don't let sir. these people fall in love guys.
4: with my music, man. Don't let them fall in love with my music, man. <laughs> Stop this, now. Stop, this now. Stop this now. Stop this now. Stop this now.
3: I got one more chef to get in the building, man. It's the it's the, uh, the Detroit Lions fan himself, man, the one and only. Wait, Green, oh, no, 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 that's why I, I came. I came to play role? referee.
4: No, I came to play referee. No.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Talk to you, Greenwood, man. Tell him about your fanhood.
0: <laughs>
6: well, uh better the, say uh, Dallas.
4: The, he better say Dallas. He better say Dallas.
6: As the president of the Tate Bridgewater fan club.
4: <laughs> oh, not today.
6: Number
4: Listen, listen. This is happening. To this is happening. The Giuliani and Trump Rico law. I'm not yo corrupt. This- are you pulling his fan card? Are you pulling his <laughs> fan card?
6: Oh boy. Um, it might be Controversy. Go get the Lakers. Go Dallas Cowboys. Long oh,
4: so No, no. Sports City, no. F that. F that. I want to curse real bad. But F that. Listen, <laughs> this is the same dude. When them boys started struggling, we went 3 or 13. He said, that's it. I give up one alliance. You can have five. I want to do whatever. I'm Oh, okay. No problem. Now. <laughs> Teddy's here? Listen to this dude sing this tune. When, when no. they
6: started struggling, come on now. They no, no. okay, struggling. well, you, get, you we gave, we gave up and look. look at,
4: well, listen, look at how you, the tides turn. They got your favorite player, and you don't need to be here no more. So you can you can go <laughs> oh, to my Dallas, God. you go... You go back to Philly. You could do gangrene with the Jets. You could run with Barry. Go with Barry Big Big Blue. You from New York? Go ahead. Go ahead and be hey, 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 hey,
2: Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby.
4: Don't you do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now you can <give> <laughs> walk. All right, gentlemen, let's get to work.
3: Let's get to work, man. The preseason wrapped up uh, this weekend, man, and I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about it. But before I did, I wanted to talk about some news and notes from Ronda Lee. The Indianapolis Colts uh, officially named Richardson as their starting QB for week one. I, for one, think that was probably the smart move. I think it was pretty much the only move um, for the Colts to do. They really didn't have anybody else um, in the building that could take snaps and, and kind of lead that ship. I mean, you drafted them that high. So all signs look for him being a starter. Um I did want to spend some time talking about the new signings. Dalvin Cook is now in New York Jet, and Ezekiel Elliott is now in New England. We had some talk offline about that, and I wanted to bring that here. Zillian, uh, I'll come to you first, sir. Um, this probably is not a shock to you, um, but as far as production, and if you want to add a, a fantasy relevancy to this, Um, Ramon J. Stevenson as well as Brees Hall is really going to suffer in the fantasy game. But do you, which, which, do you think is better? Uh, is going to New England or, or Dalvin Cook in in New York with the, with the game ringing the Jets? Yeah, I think it's
2: kind of close. I, I really kind of lean towards, um, Dalvin Cook in New York just because I think Dalvin Cook has a, to your point, chance to kind of take some snaps away from, uh, Brees Hall. I think. A year off an injury like that, a knee injury, it's you know, like I saw it with Saquon. It takes a, a year to kind of get your legs underneath you. So I think this is perfect insurance. You got a one year deal for him. Um, you don't have to put the load on Bryce Hall. You got Cook that can come in, probably be uh, somewhere maybe of like a top twenty to twenty five running back, in, 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 you know, in the league. I think it's a win-win for the Jets. I think Dalvin should have went to Miami, but I don't hate on the fact that he went to New York. I still think New York has a lot of work to do on that offensive line. I think that's the bigger problem.
4: Like I said, I like
2: Elliott in uh, New England. You know, Belichick, by committee, tons of running backs. So just another cog in the wheel. So, or you know, it's it, – it, 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 it's it's a wash to me, but I I lean towards Cook.
0: P,
3: I I pose the same question to you. Perhaps you, uh, you know, see things differently. Dalvin Cook is now you know in your backyard in New York, uh, playing with the Jets, and you know, the Elliott of the Sun in New England. Um, not, also not too far from you guys, um, in that area. Which running back do you think is going to make a bigger impact uh, for his team coming up this year?
4: Um, I'm kind of on line with Barry, but I disagree with him heavily. Um, Dalvin Cook will be the better running back in his situation, but Zeke is going to go crazy in New England. I think you, you think about all of the good times that Belichick has set up his run game, but the one that I can really think of is like the Kevin Falk, the Maroney era when they just was running back by committee and they got you know, a 1,000-yard production out of Maroney, but he had a good cast behind him. Zeke gets to play either one of them. He could be the Kevin Falk third down back or Maroney. I, I know he's a better running back than Lawrence Maroney. So that, that'll that definitely help whatever if, if Stevenson is going to be the the power back and do the heavy lifting. I think that's a great situation for Zeke at this point in time. That's going to be very interesting, even though I still feel like they'll finish at the bottom of the division. This is where I strongly disagree with Barry. Uh, Dalvin Cook to me, is going to be Aaron Jones all over again. That's exactly what I see right now. has the same speed, shifty, and home run hitter. That That's exactly what Dalvin brings to the game. And just think, Green Bay's offensive line was not great for the past two to three years, but they got it done with Aaron Jones in that run game, and Hackett was the guy. All Hackett is doing is replacing Aaron Jones With Dalvin Cook at this point in time, he said Dalvin would be top twenty-five. Are you wait? Dalvin fell that far, like that far, like no. At worst case, I say top fifteen. At worst case, like that's worst case. Dalvin still to me is still a threat for top ten if if he's healthy. If he's hurt, then then you put him in that twenty-five situation. But if he's healthy, upright, um, that's why Brees came back immediately. They signed him. Brees Hall is at practice today. Like he was not playing around. He know that that situation is like temperamental. I think the Jets are watching that severely. Uh, if if he sits out, Dalvin definitely gets him to you know the time to you know heal as best as possible. But Brees is like, no, nah, I want to lose too much of this spot neither, because uh, that'll end up get you ousted. So I, I definitely think Dalvin is the the better back in this situation. But I I strongly think it's higher than twenty five. I think it's like ten to fifteen to me or where he still stands as top running back in the league. I, I can't take that away from him. I can't displace him. But um, I think that's going to be a, a big tool for Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day.
3: You know, it's funny you mentioned injuries because, you know, Dobbin Cook is coming off a shoulder that he had worked on this all season. So we got both backs that are, you know, battling injury to, to get back to as close to 100 as possible. Um, I did see that. You know, Brees Hall was activated off of PUP and was, you know, in the building and practice today. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, you make a good point, CP, with Nathaniel Hackett. you know, kind of treat Dalvin Cook like he tried to treat and how he treated um, Aaron Jones in Green Bay. You know, the similarities there, Aaron Rodgers is now in, in New York. So um, so the similarities in the verbiage or whatever could could translate um, but i I say my my, my opinion for for last. Greenwater, I'll come to you next, sir. Um, Dalvin Cook is now in, in New York, which, you know, probably shouldn't shock you. Uh, Zeke is now in New England, kind of a, a head-scratcher, if you ask me. I was thinking he would find his way back to Dallas, you know, based off of how that whole situation was looking. But I digress. Talk to me about how you feel about the two moves that were made yesterday. Greenwood if you're talking to will mute.
6: Okay. okay uh so the um <laughs> the um the big thing uh the big the big sign was Dalvin cook for the New York jets. This is both from a actual football standpoint and a fantasy football standpoint. Um, fancy standpoint, Brees Hall is going to be knocked back a few, uh, a few slots because this is probably going to be a 50-50 backfield. Just like TP said, he hit it right on the nose. Um, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones kind of backfield and the orchestrator of that offense is now in Green Bay with Nathaniel Hackett. So I, I definitely see where TP's coming with, with that. I think both those guys are borderline running back twos fantasy-wise. But I think the big reason for this was not because they needed that necessarily. It was an insurance policy because Reese Hall was already on the PUP, and I don't think that they believed it was a good idea to put all the eggs in that basket at the running back position. He's not Mm -hmm. being that only that far removed from a a major injury, it's not smart to give him what's called pure R B one touches. So this is gonna be a running back fifty fifty backfield and um and honestly the Jets are going to be better off for it. And that's why they paid Dalvin Cook what they paid him. They paid him over nine million dollars for one year. Which running back wise is an immense salary. Um I do disagree with TP on Ezekiel Elliott's role in New England. I think uh, Zeke's role, Zeke has been going downhill for years, years and years and years. This is the culmination of a four- or five-year decline of Ezekiel Elliott. Um, And the only thing I think he's actually going to be used for if you ask me, is going to be to um, to bolster the major weakness of Ramondre Stevenson, which is um, goal line touches. So, Ramondre Stevenson was one of the worst starting running backs in the NFL last year as far as goal line carries and goal line production. I believe ranking 23rd in that category last year. And um, and than the short yardage, four yards in a cloud of dust style plays where Ramondre just wasn't very productive in those situations. So you're going to see short yardage back Ezekiel Elliott, and that's going to be his role. I think that people who think this is going to be a similar 50-50 backfield or anything like that, the numbers don't even um, support like what they paid him doesn't support what um doesn't support that idea. And what Zeke's role has been even on the Dallas Cowboys behind Tony Pollard for the past few years hasn't really shown that either.
3: Okay. Um before I go to Mr. Harvey, T P did you want to respond to that or do you wanna push on and we can come back to it later?
4: I mean, the only thing I see with the situation with with Zeke, um uh, you got to think in Dallas. Um, Kellen Moore was forcing the pass, and that's why Dak got caught up throwing all them doggone picks. They was they took the spoon out of Zeke's mouth, if you will. When they tried to feed him, it's like noticeable that they're trying to run the ball. Uh, the situation in New England, you you know, they set up a lot of this stuff off the run, and Mac Jones is trying to build his character. So, like, I, that's where I land with that with the, the Zeke situation. Uh, other than that, i I'm still comfortable in my skin on both of those situations.
3: Okay, I mean, I, I can respect that. Again, I, I'm going to say my position for just the last. Mr. Harvey, who may shake, I may why himself. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about it, my guy. Talk to me about
5: it. Uh, so, you know, I, everything I hear out of New England says that Bel, Belichick absolutely loves Stevenson, uh, the running back, and you know, just when you thought, okay, for the first time in the Bill Belichick era, just about, you got a real true number one running back in New England. Now they go sign Zeke. I still think Leandre Stevenson gets uh, the majority of the carries there. I don't think, you know, there, anybody's expecting Zeke to touch the ball 20 times a game. I think he may be a third back guy, a guy for a change of pace to give Stevenson a blow. I think that he will still have the opportunity to make a difference for this team. Uh, but I expect Dalvin Cook to get more carries and play more of a feature role. in with the Jets, it's, what I'm really looking forward to see with Brees Hall is, is that explosiveness there. Cause he's back going to be back on the field. You guys saw last year, he had a burst that was pretty sick. Uh, so does he have that burst this year? And, sometimes it takes, you know, another year of recovery to really get that knee or get that, you know, get everything back to full strength. So um, I'm going to be watching Hall, but I think that one is going to be much, like you guys said, much closer to a 50-50 share uh, versus what happens in New England. So I expect Alvin to have the greater impact. But I think that both of these teams can benefit from having these voices and, and these guys in the locker room for sure. But if I had to uh, say which one I thought was going to be a bigger difference maker this year, I would say Mr. Cook.
3: Okay. So uh, I, I'm hearing what everybody's saying, and I think, you know, all of you guys, you know, posed a legitimate point. I, for one, kind of feel as though Zeke is going to have the bigger role. Um, and even though I understand the dynamics between Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, um, I think, because of what Zeke brings um, to the table, this is a guy even in his down year last year, still managed to find the end zone twelve times last year. Okay, so the the New England Patriots they don't sling the ball around the yard. You know, you they don't drop back and you know, seven step drops and try to do all that nonsense because they don't have they don't have the chops for that. You know what I'm saying? These guys are gonna be five, ten yards in a cloud of dust, um, with check downs here and check downs there. When you get to the goal line and when you get into short yarded situation, you're not gonna ram Ramon J. Stevenson up in there. I mean, I'm annoyed with this with, with this pickup from a fantasy standpoint because again, like all of us here, we play fantasy and we're in keep release and dynasties and the second, and the third and I for one really felt as though Ramondre Stevenson will have a extended R B one type of type type of workload. I honestly believe that this signing kinda cuts that literally in half because now you have two capable guys who could potentially carry the load. Bill Belichick has always been a scheme uh, first type of guy and a guy who plays matchups and whoever is quote-unquote hot. Yeah, Ramon J. Stevenson may be number one on the depth chart, but if he's not rolling or if he misses a block or if he fumbles the ball, he's going to be sitting on the sideline for a quarter and a half to two quarters. Who's going to get all that work? Zeke Elliott. You know what I'm saying? because Zeke Elliott has been there. So I think, to, to you guys' point with Davon Cook uh, vulturing a lot of Brees Hall's work, um, I just honestly believe that if everything is created equal and I'm cutting this pie and dishing out workload, I think Ezekiel Elliott landing in New England uh, kind of messes things up for Ramondi
6: Stevenson a little bit more than Davon Cook landing in New York. I mean I, I, I wanna add one thing to that serious. You mentioned his touchdown count at twelve, which is impressive for for any position in the NFL, but what about the rest of his statistics? Like if you're if you're looking at average yards per game, he averaged fifty eight point four yards per game last season, which is by far the worst of his career. Actually, is the worst of his career but not by much comparison. It's
2: every other year
6: mm-hmm. every other year has been like at least ten yards better per game.
3: So so my retort to that is this Fouls make fights, okay? You gotta understand in my opinion the situation in the system that ZQ Elliott is now playing And T.P. alluded to it earlier you know, when you was in Dallas, you're trying to swing the ball all over the yard. You got Ceedee Lamb out there. You got, you got at the time you got um, the other dude out there. You 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 have all these receivers out there. You got Kellen Moore who coaches way out of a wet paper bag. You know what I'm saying? So you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, trying to make Zeke Elliott, you know, the reincarnation of Patrick Mahomes. You're trying to make you're trying to make your offense fit something that is not meant to fit. You put D.Q. Elliott in a run-first offense, D.Q. Elliott in an offense that is strictly catered to putting that ball in people's guts and moving moving tiles. again, time will tell, but I honestly think that based off of the there were two places, maybe three that I saw Ezekiel Elliott could go that would be beneficial for his career. One of them was the New York Patriots. The second one was the Baltimore Ravens, okay, and the third one was the New York Giants. Because those, both, all three of those teams have a run-first mentality. All three of those teams, they will put the ball in, in the running back's gut, and they will move men off the line of scrimmage. And you cannot have somebody like a Elliott trying to pass block and trying to do pass pro all the damn time. He gets put on his ass because that's not a that's not skill set. He's never been that way. You know what I'm saying? Well that, that's not that's out. not that's
2: not true though, I'm serious. That's not true. I How think, do you think he it? How he think he it? is a I I think he is a plus in the pass game because he is a good pass blocking running back. I think everybody just sees that one play where he got run over in the playoffs. Like they don't see him day <laughs> in and day out. That he is a good Both. you know, like pass protecting running back in the backfield that Stevenson isn't. I think that's one of the intangibles that he brings to New England and the goal line um, offense that he can bring getting that tough yard um, on third and short or at the goal line. So I think that those areas, I think he'll actually excel, but I'm not expecting him to come in there to be like the lead back.
3: I don't think he's going to be the lead back on the depth chart, okay? What I am saying is, again, styles makes fights in situational football. I honestly believe that Ezekiel Elliott will be featured and seen more than Ramon Stevenson. Now, to everybody else's quote about Donald Cook and Brees Hall, um, I can honestly see a 50-50 split there. I I really can't. I, I think that in crunch time, because Donald Cook is older, he's been there, um, he was recruited personally by Aaron Rodgers, according to what I'm reading and seeing. That he's going to be in the, on the field a lot more than Brees Hall. Not to mention the injury situation that Brees Hall alluded to. So it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. I just think, honestly, everything created equal. I think DK is going to have more work than Bruce, than, than Davon Cook has. That's
6: that's a spicy meatball, if you ask me. But I mean, I mean, this is a, a guy you know who's mean, coming off the season. 3.8 my, uh, yards per carry. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, and, and I will do Zeke's credit, when he was trying to block in that playoff game, he was lined up at center, not running back, which is a very different, exactly. very different.
3: Uh, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When the Dallas Cowboys were passing the football, Zeke Elliott wasn't, wasn't on the field. So it was Sean Pollard.
2: Yeah, but Pollard was so, in the passing tree. You know, like, that's, that's what I mean. paula was, was, him was him in the past. Zeke, Zeke Elliott is a good pass blocking running back, you know, in the backfield in pass protection. So that's what I mean. He does bring that element to the game. I've seen it. I've seen him do it. And I, I kind of agree with, with controversy too. I just don't see him. I, his numbers have declined. I think his health has been an issue. But, um, I you know, and in, in coming into, into camp in, in, in better shape, I just – I don't know. I just, I think he'll have an impact, but not the way we think he will.
1: I mean, I let's mean, be fair. Let's be fair. Without. Let's be
4: fair to Zeke too. Let's be fair to Zeke too. Zeke, that offensive line was broken down last year. All of them was hurt. Yeah, yeah. All yep. of them was hurt. Yep. So, so, yep. so be fair to that to Dallas. And um, just like I said, Kellen Moore was trying his best to throw the hell out the ball. I don't know what happened in a year that right. he thought Dak was right. going to be Brady, but they they try to force the issue. Um, but it didn't work. Now now you're in a situation where you know Belichick when he started his football career as a player, he's a center, so he's always thinking about that offensive line. Even though he's a defensive juggernaut, he's going to get that offensive line smoking, and, and if they do, especially while Mac Jones is still trying to figure out the NFL, they're going to work the ball. So I get where series is going. I, I, I do get it, but tough, like, who's going to have the more production? I, I, I think Cook, but Zeke, Zeke definitely is in that discussion. I feel like Zeke is going to be productive. And um, if Stevenson don't bring it, it, it's going to be a problem.
3: Yeah, yeah. Call the number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. 929-477-2759. Locked on the Sports City Chefs. Before we go any further, shout out to our sponsor, PHI Apparel. Um, hold on, one thing. Let's, let's, let's pay some bills. Let's pay some
2: bills. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they will stand out in the crowd. Act now, and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS. For 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last.
3: Shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring this show and a lot of shows here on SportsCenter Network. Anybody else want to become a sponsor or join us, man, definitely hit us up. Um, on our social media, email, everything like that. We'd love to work with you guys. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and pivot and kind of talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly um, that we saw from this week's preseason game. Um, Dylan, I- I'll start with you, sir. Um, we're not talking about the Giants yet. I know you saw a lot of that Giants game. Ironically, you played the Lions. Um, but I wanted to have you talk about Something good you saw from a team, something bad you saw from a particular team, and something just was, that was that that had you scratching your head.
2: That's for me. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, for you. I, you know what, I, I honestly liked what I saw in in Chicago. I thought Justin Fields I know it was only one game and I know it was preseason, but I thought he made some some good decisions. Um the offense looked pretty crisp. Um and I gotta I gotta be honest, um, it was only like one quarter. I but I thought the commander's offense looked pretty good. I think they have really some potential to, to make some waves offensively that they haven't had in the last few years. So I like I I know it was one um, one quarter, but, you know, Dodson um, got the touchdown catch from Sam Howell, you know, uh, on that drive. I think it was their first drive. So that looked really good. Uh, or I think it was the, the second or third drive. My fault.
4: But, you know, like I liked what
2: I saw there, too. So I think those are the things I kind of noticed offensively. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if Russell Wilson is fixable. I just, I didn't like what I saw. I, I just, you know, kind of holding the ball too long. He's, he's been in the league too long to be indecisive with the football. That's kind of what I saw from him, you know, like just holding the ball, not staring down receivers, but not sure where he wanted to go. That bothered me. And, and I have to say Trey Lance, he is not the starter in San Francisco. No way. No way. I, I didn't like what I saw from him. I think he got better as the game progressed, but you could see a guy that hasn't played a lot of football in his career just really is all, you know, hype not hype but talent. The talent's there but the reps and the experience is aren't there and he just did not look he just did not look
4: comfortable. Good, I can respect it.
3: Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go here. For for me, the good that I actually saw uh, was excuse me. it's <clears throat> gonna hurt me to say this. Was the Detroit Lions? <laughs> I liked what I saw hey, from that, hey. from, that out, from that outfit. From that outfit on 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 this, this past weekend. Um, you know, I could very easily pick, pick the Steelers but I I'll leave that alone for another time. Um so that I liked what I saw there. Um the bad that I saw, I don't want really to say bad and ugly, um, but the bad that I saw, Deshaun Watson is a problem. What I saw from Deshaun Watson, he was very inaccurate with the football, very indecisive. He didn't use his eligibles well. There were some checks that he could have made to get his team in the better situations, and he didn't do it. Um, so I guess that was the bad. Um, and again, the ugly—you know—we could say Russell Wilson, we could say Trey Lance, um, we we could say we, we could say the Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young. I I I, I don't want to poo-poo on on a rookie quarterback because I can say all of them played horribly. Um, but I I I think I'm a I'm a double click on what Villain said, and just say Russell Wilson and that Denver Broncos team. And the reason why I'm saying that is. For Sean Payton to come out and talk junk the way he did and for him to go at the previous regime and go at Nathaniel Hackett and the New York Jets the way he did, for them to come out and play in the manner in which they played and for his number ones to play, which they played, them down was in trouble. They are in some serious trouble, and I cannot wait to see how that unfolds as, as the season progresses uh, Mr. Harvey, sir, I- I'm going to come to you, sir. Uh, we're talking good, bad, and ugly from what you looked at and what you saw over uh, the preseason weekend. Mr. Harvey, if you're talking, your own on mute, sir. Okay, he may have some technical difficulties. My bad, I'm, I'm here. What's what? What? My bad.
5: Okay. So we're talking about okay, bet, surprises bet, bet. over the – we're talking about surprising things that impressed us over the weekend, right? Um, yeah, yeah, for my
3: part,
5: yeah. Yeah, so I was a I was impressed with Pickett uh from Pittsburgh. Um I liked a little bit that I saw from uh from Derek Carr and then I uh you mentioned Justin Fields earlier. Uh, I like what I saw there. I'm really curious to see um if he can take another step in his progression. Now he's got a few more weapons in the passing game. So uh, I am definitely curious to see what happens there. But man, I was just glad to have uh preseason football back on my T V. Uh keep it on Info Networks, try to watch as many games as I can throughout the week. And then the cable went out, so what do you do? Uh but no man, I'm just I'm glad we have some football back and I'm I'm waiting to see uh if some of these guys kinda grow up a little bit. And uh just one thing in New Orleans I was I'm I'm impressed with what I've seen out of Chris uh Chris Avave early on. earlier. Oh not yet, not yet, not
3: yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. I'm a, I'm gonna give you some I'm give you some time to talk about those things here in a minute. Not yet. Don't talk about them right now.
5: I got you. You just asked me who I was impressed with, so there you go.
3: I got you. I got you. Greenwood talk to me man. Good, bad and ugly man, from what you saw this weekend. So, um
6: the good i'll go uh i'll go right back to, with you and detroit lions for the most part um if you especially, especially 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 on the defensive side of the football um jack campbell jack campbell played particularly well off. and a guy i thought was going to get cut um so you're julian the the really showed up in the in the game that week um The bad, I'm going to place under two different teams. Oh, and and let's add my my real team, the Dallas Cowboys. Deuce Ballin actually played particularly well, which was um, kind of surprising. He's kind of cementing himself as that number two running back behind Tony Pollard, um, taking charge in that preseason game. Um, But um, bad, I'm going to start with the same thing that you said before. All the rookie quarterbacks with the exception of um, the the kid from the Cleveland Browns, who is currently third on the depth chart, but he still played pretty decent. All the rookie quarterbacks, uh, the first-round rookie quarterbacks played below par considering they were playing against um, backup, backup defenses for the most part. And I'll also add on top of that Jordan Love, which, who I mean, if you look at the stat line, Jordan Love played okay, but this is a starting quarterback playing against backup vanilla defenses, and he still didn't play well. This is a very – like, I can give credit to whomever, um, you know, when it, where it's due, but you're a starting quarterback taking over for a back-to-back MVP – or a former back-to-back MVP, and you play like this against backup Cincinnati Bengals defense, in my opinion, like, that should not, like, the stat, like I said, the stat line was okay, but that's not what you want to see from the future of your franchise against the backup Cincinnati Bengals defense when they're playing super vanilla in preseason so they don't want to uh, show what they're actually going to do during the season. That's that's all bad. The future of the the um, oh, and we'll add Nate Sutfeld to the to the mix too. There's a good. It's a very good thing they signed the mighty Tay Bridgewater because Nate Sutfeld is trash. <laughs> okay. All right. So Nate
3: Sutfeld is trash. You know he- he praised the, the Detroit Lions, which I kind of saw coming. Wait, what? Um, his, what?
4: Wait, also... his what? his what? His what? He, he, on, his what? Come on. he's back. He's he like
0: crazy. He, right? he,
4: he, watch him up.
0: get
3: who's, Yo, watch
4: back.
0: who's Yo, back. Watch him up. Watch him up. Y'all Wait. being real disrespectful, Wait.
4: both of y'all. Yo, both of y'all, Dylan and Syrians, <laughs> y'all being real disrespectful right Guess now. you him talk about his. Back. Wait,
5: You let him talk about his supposed teams. I mentioned one guy of mine, I didn't get to my bad and ugly because you cut me off. But we good. Let's keep it moving. Controversy Controversy has eighteens. How many teams has Bridgewater played on his career?
2: He's got like eighteen. Fourteen? Fourteen or <laughs> something like
6: that? My man got a jersey for everything uh, at the end of it has thirty two papers <laughs> Bridgewater jerseys. That's that's my goal in life. Is to have one for oh, each game.
4: Jesus.
3: <laughs> yeah. From and then part. and then and then, and then you call
4: it for Jesus. And then you call it for Jesus because you let this thing go out of hand. <laughs> but you did. You started this. You started this. Now look what you did. You oh, called it for the Lord. This is terrible.
3: This I, I Call the number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Lock on the Sports city Chef, uh, for the next hour some change. Um, I wanted to actually give you guys an opportunity. Uh, to kind of speak about your team, um, wait, where am I to my good bad? I don't think you get to do that. Hold on a second, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna come to you here in a minute, sir. I'm gonna come to you in a minute, sir. Um, but I want to give you guys an opportunity to speak about your team. But before we do that, go, go ahead, Tiffy, talk about your good, bad, nothing, sir. This
4: this is gonna get ugly. <laughs> it's gonna get ugly. Um the good. This is this is very interesting. One, I do got to give the Saints their credit. The Saints did put up an interesting show. Um, I just honestly wanted to see Derek Carr come out have a decent output and also get to see the little bit of Kamara that we get to see before a suspension starts. So I did want to give him that just due. Also, another good was the Jets. The Jets pounded the Panthers. I, I kind of want to like mix that, the way that that thing went because it was good for the Jets and horrible for the panthers the the panthers at home coming out like that looking like that getting shut out um they got to go to the chalkboard and and i don't know like get the x's and o's together but um bad i gotta say the miami dolphins if you guys did not see the highlights of that game this looked like a video this looked like tecmo bowl like Atlanta was having a way defensively with Miami. Miami's offense did not look like they could get started at all. They are going to need Tua and Tyreek and all of them to go crazy when that offense sets up and gets in there. And, of course, they got the speed to be dynamic. But the way that that game looked, Miami looks like they're in trouble out the game already. Uh, I was already kind of, like, threatening the situation of saying New England would be in last place in the AFC East. I don't know. The Dolphins have work to do. Um, and the ugly... If any chip, chink, or player goes down in Dallas's defense, this is going to be ugly. Um, There was a play, and I know all of us seen it or heard about it. It was a breakdown where Dallas' defensive line got in there to make a sack. All four of them got home. This quarterback slipped all of them and, and then ended up throwing a touchdown pass, like, Incredible that he got the play to happen. It was probably the play of the weekend, but just knowing that Dallas got their butts kicked by the Jags, where the Jags are trying to make a statement, but Dallas is supposed to be charged up and turn this corner and be one of the top five, top ten teams in the league. And of course, a lot of their pieces didn't play. But if they have, if that's their second and third string defense, they have issues. If it's all going to be on the back of Parsons and Diggs and nobody else. Dallas is going to be in a shootout every single Sunday. Every single Sunday is going to be like a 21-24, 24-27 point game because the way that their their defense looks, that's bad. Dallas' defense looks bad at this point in time. But, again, it's week one. We didn't see a lot of their horses go. But if they're letting stuff like this go down, they're getting beat by double digits to a Jag team that we know the Jags are still trying to build to be better, but they still want to impress people. Dallas is supposed to be one of the premium teams in the league. I, this this is ugly. I I I think that's ugly in Dallas if they don't get this thing fixed up.
3: I I wonder what's gonna happen there. I think honestly, um, and again that that play was insane. And I honestly think that if this that was like a regular season game, they may have blown them dead. But um, it was one hell of a play, one hell of a throw. Um, but with that being said. Um, we're going to press on, um, you know, Dylan, I, I'll come to you first, sir. Um, the New York football Giants play a season game. I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about what you saw. Give me some that you were discouraged about, kind of how your your third and fourth string play. Um, talk to me about the second. Right? Yeah, I mean, I don't watch the
2: third and fourth string. Man, it was too late for. But I was watching. Um, I was impressed with uh, the rookie cornerbacks. I talked to a couple of Giants friends about it uh, over the weekend. Um, I was impressed with because Stunt Banks, right? The, everybody was talking about how he had a week. He had he hadn't had a really good camp. He had a weak camp. It wasn't very impressive. Um, but I then told you about he him. really had a yeah he. And, no, and, and we, we said it, too, right? When we drafted, I loved the pick. I was really happy. It, we really needed a cornerback, and I thought he was one of the better ones in the draft. But you start listening to, you know, pundits in the New York area that he hadn't had a really good camp, right? He he was getting beat on on plays. He looked a little lost or what have you. But then he came out against a good Lions team. Now, granted, it wasn't, you know, the Lions Uh, A starters, but he came out and he had a really good game, you know, was in in pass coverage, deflecting um, passes and and what have you. And then Trey uh, Hawkins, he looked every bit the part that everybody said he was a six-round steal, and he looked really good. I think the secondary is young. Um, Pinnock had a nice interception. I think it was the first play of the game. The, it's young it's a young secondary that we're relying on but i think everybody's kind of you know the the kids that played last year uh under fire because of injuries they're, now they're they got a year of experience under their belt they played well i think the rookies cornerbacks played well so i was really impressed with that so not a lot to see otherwise a lot of uh, backups in there i liked what i saw from cole beasley he's just in the slot he's He's one of those guys in the slot, right? He can just move in space and get open. So, um, I was impressed with him. So,
0: we'll see.
2: You know, we'll see uh, if, if he sticks. But, I, for the most part, like, I think I was looking on the defensive side of the ball, and I was impressed with the secondary. Okay. I mean, I, I feel you. You
3: know what I'm saying? I, I took a look at that game. I really felt as though – You know, again, your 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 defense is going to keep you in a lot of games. Your defense is going to keep you in a a lot of games. So, um, we'll see what the offense puts together. TP, I'll come to you. Ironically, you're on the other side of the field um, as 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 a member of the, you know, one of the two members of the, you know, the the Detroit Lions here. So, talk to me about what you saw and how you felt that game went for you.
4: Yo, you really trying to make me come to Virginia? Like, you 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 want to head up? Like, we could we could cut the city. Like, I, listen, enough is enough. All right, no, but um, this is interesting because I know why James is here, and and I'm kind of here for it too. Um, good thing they did get Teddy Bridgewater because this was like the showcase to see what Suffield had. Subfield doesn't have too much experience, so it's like to see him go out there and really be the number one repper while golf is in street clothes to see what he can do. Stufffield's first pass was the pick that Barry's talking about, and it was a force that was in double coverage, and it was a fade by Jamison Williams and everybody in the arena, including uh, Ben Campbell saying that they were going to feed Jamison. So they basically knew that they were going to go there. So everybody in the world knew that they were going to go to Jamison sooner or later. Even though it was a lollipop, gets hit instead of trying to survive the sack and get another play to go down. It's just tremendous that they are still looking at Suffield to be a backup for Detroit. So it is interesting that they did get Bridgewater. Hopefully Bridgewater could pick this playbook up as soon as possible. I think Adrian Martinez is the third quarterback. Adrian Martinez is a, a rookie that can make plays on the run and actually scored the game-winning touchdown in that game also. Um, for the pieces that they have offensively, he couldn't even get Sam Laporte the ball. And everybody this whole off-season. Everybody's been gawking about Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta had one target. It was an overthrow, and that was it. Like, Thudfield basically could have lost that game himself if everybody didn't save us, if Maurice Alexander didn't have the punt return. Like, a lot of the things were going the Giants' way, and um, unfortunate enough, we did lose uh, Ross P, one of the offensive linemen for the season. Um, but he's a backup, but nevertheless, it, it's something that concerns me because Frank Ragnow has been nursing his foot since last year, too. So, that's something to watch closely. Um, I love the fact that Detroit offense still did look productive in the run game, and all they were doing was running blasts. Jameer Gibbs is the truth, and he didn't even get to do nothing. But you can tell that if he see a little bit of daylight, boy, oh, boy, there's going to be some hell of a scheme for these defenses to keep up with him. I was watching um, one of the practices against the Giants, they had one-on-ones with linebackers and Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs beat this linebacker by like 12 yards, like really bad. The linebacker running force, we could not keep up with it. If he's getting one-on-one with these linebackers, good night. He could be touched down. He could have a nasty year. Forget a good year. He could have a nasty year. And um, the happiest I've ever felt in a long time. Of course, last year I was happy to see Malcolm Rodriguez, a good linebacker. I wanted him before the draft came and they got him in a sixth round. But – I I really didn't watch too much of Iowa football last season because I was, you know, they're Big Ten. I'm not a big, Big Ten guy. So when they got Jack Campbell and reading all his accolades, I'm like, okay, I just want to see him on the field. This guy is a run stuffer. Oh, my God. 6'4", a solid two forty, two fifty, and could stuff the run. He made two back-to-back plays himself on third and short, stuff the run fourth and short stuff to run and turnover on downs. If this is what he looks like as a rookie out the gate and they're saying his IQ test that he, he was like similar or better than uh Ryan Erlacher, It's like, okay, well I'm taking that. I, we need this now. Uh, I love what Jameer brings to the game. I love what Jack Campbell brought. Um, I, I pray that nothing happens to Jared Goff because Jared is doing work from last year coming into this season but if so, please. I want to come to Michigan myself and help Nate Sutterfield pack all of his belongings. I don't even want you on the practice team. You can go now. Go. <laughs> I, I, I I I do not want you around. He listen. Listen. The first pick was horrible, right? It, it, I don't know if you've seen it, but the first pick was horrible, right? The second pick was even worse. Like, um, we the, the lines are moving the ball. It's like third and short. And he lollypopped the pass to them. Like it wasn't even like one of those passes that he threw and, and it was like a, a misread. Like he basically, it was like a punt. And it's looking at him like, what? And then the return got from like the middle of the field to like the 10. And that helped the Giants score again. It's like, this is the dude that you want to be the backup on a serious season for the Lions? Like, no, I've, they got to do something immediately. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, I hope he can pick this playbook up as soon as possible because that is that's an issue right now is who's behind golf. That That is something that I'm watching closely.
3: I like how Greenwood's in the back laughing. He said Teddy Bridgewater pick up a playbook that morning. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, Greenwood talks to me, man. I'm not even sure if you're going to talk about the Lions, if you're going to talk about Dallas, I'm, if you're going to talk about Philly, man, just – Talk to me about your team or teams that you – stuff that you like or
6: stuff that you need them to work on uh, from week one three All right. So, TP hit everything on the Detroit Lions. So, there's no reason for me to talk about them. So, I'm going to hit a Good. couple of teams. I'm going to hit a, a couple of teams. The original favorite Florida team, the Minnesota Vikings. Surprise – like, the one dude that surprised me more than anybody else On that team was Jalen Rager, a guy jettisoned from the Philadelphia Eagles as a complete bust, didn't even let him play out his rookie contract, ended up with the Minnesota Vikings, and
2: was the star of the show.
6: Um, Obviously not playing with the ones, but he showed some uh, legitimate revival for the Minnesota Vikings um, as a – um as a potential guy in this wide receiving court. He even outplayed um uh Jordan Addison who was their first round pick this year and they got they got they got Rager way cheaper than they got Addison for. So I think that he may have a, a space in this um in this offense now, which will be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Um, we'll go to Philly, shout out to PHI Apparel, got the Philly Skyline hat on right now, so, um, definitely check that one out if you're not into Philly sports. Um, but, uh, the other guy I was looking a lot at during, um, during their particular game was the, was, um, Jalen Carter, because Jalen Carter was the guy the, um, the Detroit Lions quote unquote missed out on, um. But and, and he he delivered. Very first play, very first snap, guy broke through and got a stack very first play. So the uh the Illy from Philly got themselves a really good defensive tackle and I think every team, including Lions, that uh, that passed up on him are going to really regret it, in spite of how well Jameer Gibbs and by extension, uh, Sam LaForta end up doing?
3: Okay, you know what I'm saying? I mean, honestly, I did see a lot of the Philadelphia Eagles game. My wife's an Eagles fan. Um, They ended up playing in Baltimore, so, you know, I was never thinking I watched that with her. Um, So, I I do agree with Jalen Carter that 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 dude is a problem. He's going to be a problem. Um, But for me, gentlemen, I, I liked what I saw from, from my squad. You know, I, I posted on social media uh before the game that I wanted to see three things. Um and I really felt as though going into that game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that all three things were were on display. I wanted to see my offense move the football with with regularity, um, and, and we did that. You know, Katie Pickett went down the field, find the end zone. Uh my receivers was making catches down the field, uh, my offensive defensive line were moving people. Um, I really felt as though the acquisitions that we were able to acquire this off season, picking up uh Somalu from, from Philly uh proved dividend. I like how the cohesion of my offensive line was moving the football. Um, I said that we needed to push the ball down the field. Uh Calvin Austin, a guy we dropped it last year who Unfortunately, he couldn't play due to a foot injury. got behind the defense a couple times, and uh, Mason Rudolph found him in the end zone. I, I was very, very, very encouraged to see what, you know, what that was able to come about. And I also said I wanted to see my rookie uh, show improve. man. Roderick Jones was able to get, you know, majority of the second half reps at, at, the, at the tackle spot. He was able to move some people. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. did not play. He was injured. But the other guy we drafted in the fourth round, Nick Herbert, um, is a Joey, not a Joey Porter, but a T.J. Watt clone. This dude has a knack for finding the football. Um, he, he obviously is from Wisconsin, so he and, you know, T.J. Watt and the Watt family have a a, a relationship already. Um, and if you put him on the outside, he's using head sticks and split defenders. He was able to find the football. Get a couple of TFLs, um, so I was very, very encouraged to see what we were able to do. For the most part, the stuff that I need us to work on, closing out football games, we gave up a lot uh, of third and longs. We gave up some points late, and again, nobody's scheming up anything. But ultimately, these are these these are men competing for spots for jobs. Um, so I really wanted to see us close that game out with much more success, with less much less um, anxiety, if you will. Um, play selection and play calling on on all sides of the ball, although we were able to ring up the scoreboard a little bit. I didn't like a couple of the play selections. Now, again, they're not scheming, they're not game planning. Um, but, again, this is a microcosm of what you worked on in, in, in training camp and what you worked on in practice. I myself was actually sitting right there watching the one, a couple of these plays that I saw them run. Um, over the weekend, so it was kind of cool to see that, and I didn't like it then, and I don't like it now. Um, I will say Anthony McFarlane uh, really did surprise me. He carved out a little bit of a role for himself. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how the backfield shakes out. Obviously, Najee's going to be one. Um, Jalen Warren's going to be number two, but perhaps um, he'll probably slide into a third slide, definitely you know, do something for us on special teams. He was able to modify himself a little bit. He prepped the hole. Um, was able to move around and cut up and get himself in the, into the end zone. So everything all things considered, I really liked what we were able to do. But you know me, I really don't paint with a broad brush if you will. I kind of look at things in, in, in its infancy. Um, and so there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, but I do like the trajectory of where we're going especially with the simple facts that Watt didn't play. Layover, Joby didn't play. Um, we didn't have Mika on the field. We didn't have uh, Casey on the field. We didn't have Joey Porter Jr. available to us. Patrick P. didn't play much. So with the shift defense, for us to be able to go out there and still generate as much pressure as we were able to generate, for us to be able to move the football down the field offensively, again, without a scheming and game planning, uh, was something to be desired. So I like where we're at. And I got a big test coming up this week against the Buffalo Bills, so we'll see what happens. Calling numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Locked over Sports City chefs. Um, I wanted to kind of change gears really quickly before we get out of here um, and talk fantasy football. Um, I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to kind of see, uh, kind of speak on what's potentially trending. Um, obviously, we're doing mock things of that nature. Villain, I come to you first. Have you seen a shift to anything, any player, obviously, with the acquisition of DQ Elliott and Dobbin Cook, that bumps down the ADP of uh, Ramon J. Stevenson and Brees Hall, but have you seen any shifts while you're doing your mocks this week? That's for me? Yeah, I don't understand why you're having trouble hearing me, but yeah, I'm talking to
2: you, sir. No, it, it it broke up a little bit, so I was uh, I I couldn't hear it. Um, no, I mean, you know, I don't think I don't think it's really affected my 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 kind of draft position very much. I think really it's maybe I, I always had probably Zeke and and Dalvin kind of pegged as my RB three ish. Probably, so depending on where my lead was, so um maybe it can bump up to a two but um honestly it's 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 really about the receivers, right I think you really I'm really focused on the receiving core and, and and who I can get in the first couple of rounds to build my team around and the running backs too right so yeah i i don't I don't think I don't think any of that was kind of a factor um I think it's really being smart about what quarterback I get this year because I, I, like I said in, in previous, like probably articles and, and on previous shows, I got boned hard by getting Russell Wilson last year. I will not be cooking with mm-hmm. that guy. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, <laughs> note to self, you know, if it's between Russell Wilson and, and Nate, what's what's his, what's your dude's name, PP? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to do. Yeah, yes, yeah, I'll get Stuntfield before I get Russell. You
4: know, <laughs> that's a, a lie. That's a hell of a lie. You're lying now. You're lying. No, You're I lying will
2: never, ever ever ever, 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 ever drop That's again. a lie. Okay, that's a lie. I will, okay, I will never drop Russell Wilson again. He, I, he, uh, single-handedly crippled my team. Yeah, that's one.
3: He said "Her drive eight so <laughs> Okay, there's a <laughs> guy watching. There's a <laughs> guy
0: watching.
3: There's a <laughs> guy watching. PTI, you get you, do you, do you, you get
2: points for holding the extra point? Do you get points for that? I'd rather take those points than anything Russell could probably contribute to my team. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
3: guys. C.P. I come coming to you first. Coming to you next, sir. Um, you know what I'm saying? We we all here play fantasy, man. Are you seeing anything trending uh, in your neck of the woods if you adjusted how you, how you are going to view Ramon Stevenson on high draft pretty tall based off of the new signings or anything?
4: I, I don't think too many people are getting too high on Stevenson. I, I just like the fact that now that Zeke is there, everybody's trying to raise their antenna on Stevenson if he's going to be productive or if it was a counterproductive move at the end of the day. But um, the one thing I'm looking at or hearing the most about is the Jets. Like, um, all of them are in play at the end of the day. Um, Aaron Rodgers' stock is back up. Cause, you know, thinking about uh, him and Garrett Wilson and these guys in that passing core, I think that's definitely going to be a threat. And now that Dalvin Cook is there, that offense is going to be a power compared to you just looking at the Jets and worried about their defense. I, I think all of their players are in play. Dalvin Cook is definitely one of those top running backs that people are going to end up selecting because he's going to get fed if he remains healthy. Uh, Hopefully, we see how he looks at least. I don't know if they'll play him this week, but definitely probably week three, if they give him a couple snaps and he looks okay, we'll see how he looks out the gate week one. And um, I think definitely a lot of the Jets players are going to do well. The one thing that I am cautious about is, like I said before, when I talked about the bad the Dolphins' situation, if two of them come in there and start slinging the heck out that ball, all of that could fall apart. But I'm talking about Waddle and Tyreek. A lot of people are threatening, saying Tyreek or, or Justin Jefferson, who would be the one that gets 2,000 yards first. I think Tyreek's situation could be in jeopardy if the Dolphins don't get their issues fixed as soon as possible. So that's something to watch close, but it's not like people are going to turn Tyreek down if he's available, though. So that's something to watch. Right, right.
3: I think a couple of things that I'm noticing as I run through and do mock, um, and look at what's going on around the league. Uh for starters, um, the ADP for Alvin Kamara is rising. Um, and I think a lot of that obviously has to do with the fact that he's only gonna be suspended for, for three and people, you know, early on thought he was gonna be suspended for, for six plus, but with him only being suspended for three, um, his ADP is definitely as definitely climbing. So Um, you know, people are buying on him. Um, I think the acquisition of of ZQ Elliott, like I alluded to earlier, um, really affects Ramondre Stevenson um, because, you know, ZQ Elliott is is a touchdown vulture. I honestly believe he's going to vulture the touchdowns away from Ramondre Stevenson. Again, if you're playing in, in, in a standard league, now, again, most people play PPR. But um, still, you still want your running back to get in the end zone. Um, another thing to keep an eye on, uh, Jonathan Taylor's ADP is starting to fall. I've seen, I've done a couple mocks this week, and I've seen a couple of mops where they had some sliding into the middle of the second round, early round three, uh, based off of this contract situation. And the same thing can be said for Josh Jacobs, who was the NFL's leading rusher a season ago. There are currently no signs, of Josh Jacobs reporting to camp anytime soon. Um, and that's, this is a guy that is going to be rostered on every roster, just a matter of how, you know, how much you're willing to pay for him. Um, you know, you're going to try to play chicken because we have no idea when he's going to get in the camp. So those are a couple of the moves that I'm, that I'm seeing, a couple of the trends that I'm seeing. Um, and t- Tom will try to see what pops off with that. You know, um, Greenwood, uh, I'm coming to you, sir. Uh, what, what are you saying as, as you're going through your mock before before we get out of here? So
6: um, I will say, just as a short plug, I have been really pushing a lot of mock drafts lately to kind of work with the, um, the quote-unquote hero RB uh, draft strategy for my next article on Uh That should be coming in the next few days probably by friday saturday latest um but um i've seen ramondre stevenson kind of fall from a mid to late second round pick to a third round pick somewhere in there some players, some players are taking them him a little early in the third like right after the turn and some are waiting till some uh, mock draft I'm seeing in a twelve team league go as far as three twelve. But um it's not a major fall, but it's definitely worth noting for those who are going to be drafting soon. Um Brees Hall on the other hand has tanked far, far, far. Um I have s I haven't seen him drafted earlier than round four and Usually it's somewhere in round. Um, as far as the actual draft positions in my own personal mock drafts, ADP from what I've seen has been somewhere between um, four to four and five, depending on which app you use. Um, honestly, four and five I think is too high. Six is probably right where I would draft him. Um, so it's, it's uh, very volatile the um the Brees Hall situation right now because nobody knows what exactly is gonna happen in that system. Um, one guy I do wanna know is raising really high on draft boards lately is Darren Waller, the tight end from the New York Giants. Um he had he was when I started this little journey a guy that was probably tight end six, seven. Um, and and in the double-digit rounds or late single-digit rounds, somewhere between eight and ten. Um, but he has been skyrocketing on boards, mostly because of how bad the New York Giants' wide-receiving core is. And I think players are finally getting to the um, the notion that this team is going to pass the ball and. Darren Waller is probably going to be their first option to look at. So I would start looking at him in the fifth or sixth round, especially if you're performing in one of those hero or double hero RB situations. Um, Once you're past the Mark Andrews and uh, Travis Kelsey range, he's probably the next guy that's going to fall off the board. If you ask me, um, so yeah, uh that's that's what I've been seeing anyway.
3: So you would take Darren Waller before you would take a Kyle Pitts, uh you know,
6: so, Goddard,
3: move.
6: So I I so I'm gonna talk a lot about Kyle Pitts in my next article. Um Kyle Pitts is almost like a Daniel Jones because i what I what I did in between this mock draft and the last – or this series of mock drafts and the last mock drafts I did was took a long look at um, not just where they ended last year as far as, you know, this guy was tied in five, tied in six, tied in seven, but also I took a look at where they finished on a week-to-week basis. So fantasy football is not always about getting the most points at the end of the year it's actually never about that. It's about who is got the consistency to be good enough. Or if you're looking for that high upside guy, Kyle Pitts is a high upside guy. He ended much higher than Darren Waller in the, um, in the rankings for total points last year, but it all came in a couple of games. And I don't think I trust Kyle Pitt. I mean, and I shouldn't have. I was, a, I was a Kyle Pitts manager for several of my teams last year, and he killed me every time. So I'm starting to think that I would much rather have a Darren Waller than a Kyle Pitts. Fire move is questionable, but I, w- I think I would still put Darren Waller ahead of Fryermuth as well.
3: Okay, I mean, to each her own, you know what I'm saying? I mean, again, I've gone on record to, to, to have my issue with with Dan, Darren Waller. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm never going to draft him, uh, like like Zillin talked about not drafting Russell Wilson, but ultimately I, I, I can't. I've, I've been burned more times by that guy than almost anybody, not named Julio Jones.
6: Well, that's Not because Kyle has only been in a year for for two years. So just give it time, and Kyle Pitts will burn you just as much as Darren Waller has. But um, if you're in baseball well, league, yeah, true, true. like Pitts, if you take Pitts Pitt in a baseball league, that's a completely different scenario.
2: Right, right. Yeah, but and Darren that, Waller is like, I... like the fourth tight end right now in, in a lot of the leagues, at least in ESPN, like behind Kelsey and, and, and company. So, I mean – and I, I would – it, it's hard. Tough. Yeah, it's hard, right? Controversy to, to, to land on a tight end. If you don't get that top five, like, you might as well just get a tight end, whatever, and hope you get about six to eight points a game. It's that. You know what I mean?
6: Yeah, and and that's, that's what the data's been showing, too, is that the difference – I mean, if you take Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey out of the equation, the difference between – tight end three and tight end eight any given week is negligible. It it's not the difference between let's just say running back ten and running back twenty three. You know, the, the those that difference is way wider than, than six eight in running backs. And I'm just using that based off of A D P of those two um those two positions, you know.
3: Right, right. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Like again, I, 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 I can go around the world until tell tell him in the face about Darren Waller, but you know, Dylan's gonna call me a hater, so I, I, don't, I don't have the time nor energy to deal with him today. So, with that being said, what, uh, I, I, said, I, said what I said, I said what I said. With, with that being said, I said it, give what us a four minute
4: closeout
3: as <laughs> you get out of here, sir.
6: Who was that to you, sir? Oh, um, com. Um, check out. I've got if you're preparing for your fantasy draft, I've done three mock or two mock drafts, a third one in the can, and I think I'm going to really push to do two more before the very important week three, week four of the preseason. So I will. We'll, Hopefully, by the, by the time that the third week of preseason is over, have one mock draft for each of the prevailing um, prevailing strategies in fantasy football, so you should check those out, see what I did with them, where I started, because where you start will, will more likely determine your strategy, and don't walk into your fantasy football draft thinking, I'm going to go zero RB, or thinking I'm going to go hero RB, or... Anything like that let the board fall to you and just turn your, your strategy that way. Well, other than that, thank you guys for having me on, and I will take you guys later. Peace.
3: Thank you so much, sir. It's a pleasure and a to share the mic and share the space with you, man. I definitely check out his articles on Uh, uh The man has got the, the itchy pen, so he, he's over there doing some stuff and writing up, man. So shout out to him, and thank you for his efforts. TP, man, the head honcho, man. I'll come to you, sir. Gordon, give us a plug and a call
4: out you shut down the kitchen tonight, man. Check us out all throughout the week. You got shows. Uh, Chandler's been up and down, so thank God that we got him back in the building. So, you know, continue to support him and, and Mike and what they trying to do on the Thursdays. But uh, we'll definitely be back here with the grill lit up, that's for sure, with many a topic going down. And I'll be back at it on Sunday with the brunch, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to end up fighting Barry and Aaron one day at a time because these dudes are really trying to convince James Controversy Greenwood that everything's going to be all right. It is not all right. They are up here convincing him that he could do what he wants. Barry told him don't push that evil on him, but they're trying to push back to Detroit. Listen, they got series up here calling for Jesus. And that boy's a preacher kid, I'm i listen, I, I don't need this. I don't, I don't need this. I don't push this on people. You know, I don't, I didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on me. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? This, this is what I'm going through. you know, y'all, y'all don't even ask me how I'm doing, how I feel about James, you know, I feel like, the, I feel like the it's mad line thing. It's
0: not you.
4: It's you know? not about it, you. Shut up. I didn't bring up your, your outro. You, you leave myself alone. I didn't do that to you. You mind your business. Go to sleep. Now, the fact of the matter is, they think this stuff is cool. I'm not having this no more. I'm going to go to Pittsburgh and, and break some, some some bottles out there. I'm going to go, and I can get to East Rutherford, no problem. They think I'm playing around, and I know the matter. So tell them to keep playing with me. I'm not playing. I hold everybody team hostage. For that No tell a friend to, tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know.
5: Thank like you, did, sir, man. It's a privilege to share
3: the mic with you, man. Uh, again,
4: you're looking at close to
3: 12, 13 years we've been doing this, man. So, um, <laughs> I can't stand that, dude. I swear to goodness. you going to give me a plug and close-up You shut down the kitchen, sir.
2: Yeah, man, get to the website, sportsdeschest.com. i got to start cooking some articles, uh, you know, to get the pen going. Um, I'll probably do something. Um, maybe probably maybe football. Listen, be about these
3: bum ass Yankees.
2: Listen, uh, Pedro Martinez just emptied the can on the the Yankees. They have more errors than hits tonight. I mean, they're a disgrace. They're five hundred. They stink. Ooh. Um, I can't. E- I can't even. I, I can't even get into an argument with a Red Sox fan right now. It's just it's just pathetic. So. Um, definitely probably be talking about tom- that tomorrow night. On the, uh, I'll call this cookout at 9 o'clock, Eastern Central. Eastern Standard Time with the Villain and, and TP Time with the Hero. Um, get to the website, like I said, get to PHI Apparel, you know, PHI Co. use that promo code, Chef, get 50% off that order. Shout-out to uh, Cav- Caviar Map and my brother Taz, who's got uh, some health issues going on right now. But, you know, when he is healthy, he is out there singing, and, and they do our... Our theme song, so, you know, shout out to them. Listen, man, uh, always a pleasure. Be back tomorrow, man, cooking. Um And, and for controversy, I'm
0: coming home. I'm
2: coming home.
0: Tell the, wow. world wow. the <laughs> i know my kingdom.
3: You set with a tango mask on and a baseball bat. I'm it. I'm not the uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: That's okay, y'all
4: y'all you, you cracking jokes. That's why I'm walking on because 'cause y'all up here losing to everybody too. Ha, ha 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 Now you want to come <laughs>
3: Yeah, what's going on, fellas? It's your boy, Shares, up in that 412-703, man. Such a privilege and a pleasure to share the space with you guys, man, doing this thing, man. Shout out to PHI Apparel for our talkers. Uh Check out the videos, the blogs, the interviews, everything on YouTube, The Finger Foods, everything's coming back strong and ever. Um, and again, it, it, it's all of us being able to share a dream um, and just chase that thing and just do what we love, man. So with that being said, more willing, I'll be back in the building tomorrow. And as the homie TP always says, man, telephone to telephone to chefs again. And if they don't know, man, now nah, we know, man. We all, man. Peace and love. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City,
1: Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Kaboom, Sports City, Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your the spoon, they well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs. Yeah.
0: Cabin. Touch. (laughs) Woo! Connecticut.